Well, oh. now that Monty's not here, uh, anyone else sick of being a fucking parent? <laughs> Pain in the oh, arse. Oh, fucking Buckland. Do you know, I didn't want to start the, mm. the podcast that way, but I, now that we're here, fucking oath. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a tough week. Oh, Christ. I walked in tonight and neither kid bothered even raising their head to say hello. And that fucked me right off, I've got to say. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I also feel the, um, just a little, like, the house is a schmozzle, right? So our, our house is an absolute, it's a lost cause at the moment. Um, but it's the little things like not picking up your school uniform or going to the drawer and getting a cup out when there are 17 cups already on the yeah. um, shoes. Shoes in the middle of the floor where everyone walks. What about socks on the dining table? (laughs) Fuck that. (laughs) Well, hello and welcome again to Dad Pants. No Monty. Because he's off either having a baby or very being very close to having a baby. Not drinking. So not drinking. Yeah. Well not hopefully drinking, Monty. If you listen if you listen to our advice, yeah, we'll see. But what I've got is the bloody pants panel here just to really, really deep dive into some dad stuff and to get to know you guys a little better here. We need to know who you are and why you're dad experts. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, But before we do, I'm about to move on to a dadicdote, but I thought it might might be funny to point out that uh, at the moment I'm in my lounge room with a whole bunch of cushions uh, all around my microphone here. My son got up and came down and I think he wanted to ask me something, but he stood in the doorway and just saw me talking loudly into some cushions and looked confused and then went back upstairs. So whatever he was going to ask was not as important as you yelling I, at cushions. I do but his dad's doing therapy. That's right. <laughs> oh, yep. Shout at cushions. Let's do cushion yeah. therapy again, yeah. Well I've got a anecdote. Family barbecue uh recently. Oh, oh nice. And there was a lot of older dad work going on. So I'm talking, you know, dads in the 60s and 70s. Oh. And if there's something that that generation of dads does bloody well, it's get a circle going really, around yeah, the barbecue. Early, real early. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a we had a big dad circle going. But the weird thing was it Can you give me a temperature reading like uh, like we're back to weather, but was it a coolish day? Uh, yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, that will fact. Or what are you saying? The dads are kind of uh, instinctually feeding off each other's heat. No, no, like I'm just penguins. saying. I'm, I think you were about to get to it. Was that you did send a photo through, and uh, there weren't there wasn't any long pants on show from no, 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 no. These are all these are all old dads. They all wear shorts. My dad, <laughs> my dad's worn long pants probably three times in his life. <laughs> <laughs> And he's a, isn't your dad a golfer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's out at six in the morning in winter, you know, playing oh, golf. Don't you see the symmetry here, Stu, that like last week or last episode you were talking about how your children only yeah. wear shorts? Yeah. 
And your and now and your dad only wears shorts. I probably yeah. I probably only skips embrace. a generation. No, but I, I probably was the same as uh, right as a teenager. I probably didn't embrace long pants until my twenties. I think it was actually the whole reason I became a primary school teacher because I knew that I'd at least get away with a oh. good half of the year wearing shorts. It's fantastic. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. But anyway, Sorry. the weird thing that I found was that this dad circle kept migrating around the yard without anyone actually noticing. It was just be in oh. one spot, and then next time you looked, it was in another spot. It was like a shadow. <laughs> yeah. Well, at one point, my uh, younger brother, my younger oh. brother and I were talking, and then. <laughs> We both realised in the same moment that the dad circle was right next to us. Whoa! Um, <laughs> and we, yeah, we were worried that we were about to get kind of engulfed by the dad circle. Yeah, it's like dad tide. It's like yeah. the morgue. All of a sudden, just it's coming it's... over and taking over the whole. <laughs> <laughs> so is it? So did you actually, when they were Absorbing away? Dads. Well, yeah, when when they were further yes. away, did you want to be a part of the circle? And then as they got closer, you felt the need to sort of move away from it, like like a magnet. Like two magnets, uh, sort of. No, because you know, I I didn't really want to talk about whatever they were talking about. I was happy talking <laughs> to my brother, who I hadn't seen in a while, about obscure videos and weird shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really want to talk about you know people I barely remember from my childhood. Okay. Yeah. So obviously, some other kind of dad occurrences are. A lot of loitering around the barbecue, and then when the main barbecuer steps away for a moment, someone swoops in and takes the tongs and just slides right in there, like without, like you know, without any subtlety. And the first, the first dad having to cop it when they come back, just going, "Oh well, (laughs) I'm just." um." See, sometimes okay. So there's there's a question right there. Now, being that you do as the tong wielder, yes, do you? Pass the tongs, knowing that someone's going to take your place anyway. Do you pass the tongs over and anoint the next no. barbecuer, or do you? Oh God, no! I don't think that happens. I think I think the first barbecuer genuinely has a hope that if they put the tongs down for a minute, they might be able to just pop back in a minute and pick them back up. Are we all that, that stupid that though? Well, maybe you live, you live maybe that's the the movement around the backyard. Was them jostling and like a... a <laughs> to be closest trying, to the barbecue. Yeah, just, you know, I'm, oh, I'm, I'll drag him out here. I'll yep. drag him out Oh, you know, because he's, he's <laughs> set by the barbecue. But oh, I reckon he's about to leave and I'll just slowly move back. Maybe that's what it is. It's yeah. a migrationary pattern to get closer to the barbecue when the yeah. person leaves. Yeah. It's, see, oh, there's some real questions. Yeah, some real questions. And I'm sure we'll get to it later on down the track around barbecue etiquette and... Oh yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. I'm not trying to start an episode about barbecue. Like, I, I would have <laughs> wouldn't have bothered writing a run sheet if I was going to do that. I'm just these are all these are all things we can pin for another time. I'm just uh, highlighting them now as a little, you know, note. My cousin made a bit of a fire in a fire pit that everyone was uh, hanging around and complimenting. So the dad circle made their own fire on the other oh. side of the yard. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, seriously, that's amazing. <laughs> because I don't know because they had seen how much kudos the original fire was getting, um, and so they made their own fire. That was there an, was bizarre. it like a pit or did they just did they just a set a bush on fire? <laughs> no, it was in like a tub thing. Yeah, oh um, their own dad fire. It was that's, our own. All right. 
Yeah, it's going. Oh, Do you think that was like petty? Were they were they petulant about it, or were they? No, more just more just because my cousin's obviously younger than them, mm. and mm. you know they might have felt a bit shown up by his superior fire. I think sometimes you um, just have to bask in the glow of someone else's fire as a dad. You, you, you know, it's, you you got to celebrate other people's achievements, dad achievements. You can't just anyway. Yeah. Maybe that's an older generation thing. I'd like to think if one of you set up a cracking fire, I'd just bloody warm myself next to it. I know. Why would I anyway. go to the trouble of making my own fire? Just, yeah. uh, that's right. Anyway, maybe we say that. We say that. But give us a 30 years. We'll be... Uh, we'll all yeah, be sitting in different corners there. of the backyard but Yeah, fires. we'll be roving around trying to manipulate each other to be furthest away from the barbecue and yeah. to light our own fire. Well, unless maybe the original fire just wasn't at optimal short height. To warm the knees. Mm. Uh, <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, updraft. They, the yeah. they didn't want to admit that they actually needed to warm their legs. So yeah. that's exactly right. And, and the they last, didn't want to move to the fire. Yeah, the last little dad thing I'll say before we move on, because this episode's about you know meant to be about finding out more about you guys. And this is something we've probably joked about before, but it's it's it was drawn to my attention again. I've discovered that dads get away with jokes not being funny or making any sense if they just give it a strong laugh afterwards themselves. <laughs> you know, uh, dot, 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 joke. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there was a lot of that going on. The, the the joke teller being the primary laugher afterwards. I think that also with age, the incoherency kind of that becomes the, it's almost like joke telling punctuation. Because yeah. that's the only way. As I say, I've got some or some of, um, some uncles who you can't understand what they're saying. Like they're actually they've, they've gone deaf, and yeah. so they've oh, got hearing no. aids and stuff. So they do the mumble, and so you sit there and you're oh, yeah, yeah. like he's pretty much nodding the whole time. It's like oh, God, mm-hmm. I hope I don't get stuck with them. And they sit there and go, no, you go, and so if they leave it there. You don't know, but then they give you that punctuation saying, yeah. what I just said was funny." And so then you know, so you can join in and politely extricate yourself from that situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's a bit baffling sometimes. There were more non-sequiturs than I was prepared for. Uh, just it's <laughs> going on all around the backyard. And then, well, but from dads, I expect it from you. Don't worry. Um, enough, yeah, 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 that's right. We're, that's why we're I here. Thought I'd, yeah. I thought you would have grown a callus by now. <laughs> you know, the non-sequitur callists, where they just bounce straight off. <laughs> they still baffle us though they still baffle oh, yeah, us yeah. I think the best example was some old bugger mm-hmm. came up to me while I was next to my dad and he said to me is that your old man I went yes he said you know what they used to call him the man they couldn't root shoot or electrocute <laughs> I went oh okay did he just walk away after that yes that's oh, the best job part done. That's job done yeah, job done you gotta yeah. leave on a high note so it's <laughs> like he's pissed on your leg and then just walked off like he's marked his ground he's told you some sort no of rando idea. joke yeah I had no idea what was going on you haven't asked your father about it well he would just say, you know, well, just I think that's just it's expected that people had stock jokes and stock phrases back then. Okay, you know, Matt, you asked us to ask our children a question. Yeah, I, I just I grew up in a house of all boys, and now I'm in a house of all girls. Uh, it's just me and the wife and our two daughters, and I asked 
both my daughters and my wife, what, what, are, what are the dad jobs that I do around the house? What, mm. what are my dad jobs? So I asked you guys to ask your kids, um, I was like, what are, what are the dad jobs? Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll run through the list I've got so far, which is number one on the list, killing and removing all spiders and vermin from the house. Ooh, okay. <laughs> wow, that came out um, first. That was the first job. That was first. Okay. So, again, I, I try to encourage, you know, modern, independent young ladies, mm-hmm. but still creepy crawlies, that kind of thing, my job. We did see a pretty um, um, explicit demonstration of that was shared yes. in our group yeah. chat. That was that's quite the photo. Front and centre. Yeah, well, he, yeah, rat. Oh. Rat in the roof. Rat in the roof. Uh, yes. Uh, There's a rat, rat in the roof. roof. So that was my job. What you going to do? That's right. So rat rodent capture and removal. That's one of it. Um, any kind of correspondence with slightly scary neighbours. That's my job. Yeah. Um, I like any- hoony drivers out the back. Hoony drivers. Uh, someone revving their car when trying to sleep. Mm. Or someone's out the front. Just It's not so much going to have a go at them, but just to investigate, yeah. try out, see what's going on out there. Do the dad stance. Um, doing the dad stance, just do a wander past. How's it going? Mm, That's yeah. always helpful. Yeah. Uh, investigation of scary noises in the night. Yes. That's yeah. my job too. We had, we had that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, of course, heavy lifting and assembling furniture. That's my job. Right. Uh, which my wife said, I, I assemble furniture. And I was like, okay, let's go around the house. Uh, <laughs> What, did you assemble that? No. Did you assemble that? a stick in, in to bedroom? point at everything with? <laughs> did you the, the bed you're lying in? No. Okay, good. And she right. just went, no, I just assembled our children. Yes, oh. that is true. I mean, good, that would have been quite a good This answer. is my flat pack smug stick. I'm going to go and point <laughs> out everything. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, just made of cardboard. So did your kids come up with any, anything uh, that was of dadliness? So I'm in charge of contacting all the tradies uh i'm also i'm also in charge of making all the phone calls like quite a large uh quantity of phone calls and being in charge of the banking that's definitely mum jobs so mum jobs are definitely Mm -hmm. phone calls i cannot stand the phone it's like my i refuse like she literally she calls everything we're getting sorted out at the moment she does all the calling like that's just that's the same refuse yeah yeah okay I um yeah I, I hate phone calls so much that early on when I was dating my now wife Michelle, I had to ask her to leave the room while I ordered some pizza because I just felt so self conscious about my being on the phone. Gotcha, right? Um, she'd never let me forget about that. I, I tend to I tend I tend to like find a quiet space to even if I'm calling my parents or yeah it's just yeah I'm a bit the same self conscious. Where yes. did that come from? I don't know. I'm not self conscious about much else. But oh. just phone manner or being on the phone for some reason mm. um, gets me on the hop. Um, <laughs> um, uh, so my, I asked Owen, my eldest, he very helpfully answered with, oh, I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Good. And then Dylan was more just trying not to offend Mish with the answers. Right. So oh. his mm. his answer was, Jobs that need more brawn, no offence, Mama. Like oh. mowing the lawn and making the fire. Dad needs to make the oh. fire because if he gets burnt, he has a higher tolerance for pain. No offence, Mama. Oh, <laughs> wow. How did that go? Oh, Don't that fire, Dylan. Jeez. Uh, 
Yeah. Dylan is currently in well, the fire. <laughs> it was made yeah, by right. Michelle. I think Michelle was just so, you know, impressed by his um, caring about hurting her feelings that... I would have been impressed by the word brawn, for example. I just, I yeah. I that's, that's an excellent word. I thought, it, I thought you were going to say it was actually making brawn was your... Mish said that afterwards. She said, I don't yeah, think yeah. I've ever heard a child say brawn. <laughs> no, I, I would say that's probably true. We're, that's not a word that comes out of children's mouths. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, the, that was the answer. So, did you point out that mowing the lawn, like he could do that? Don't need much brawn. I mean, I don't know what if you go hacking at it with a machete or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, if you but. need a high pain tolerance to mow the lawn, then you've got some real mowing problems, don't you? <laughs> yeah, Probably need right. to replace your mower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop holding it up and testing the blades with your shins. That'd be <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> My kids were very polite in the way that they, was, they framed the fact that I do the... I make the normal meals, so the risottos and the, um, the stir-fries and the pastas, but mummy makes the nacho meat because I put a spicy mix in it once and that has forever <laughs> tarnished my nacho making skills oh. so um, is um is mummy makes the nacho meat an okay title to use for this <laughs> episode I think that's a, I think it's a very fair and and daddy makes the fire is the what's the other thing as well so that's the that's the dad see jobs. that's interesting I I create I build the fire but once it's going, my wife is all over that. She, I just, she has at it. Yeah, because she would just, she would just go. It needs to be bigger and just have more brawn yeah. in the fire. You know what just, you're telling yeah. us there, don't you? <laughs> yeah. So I'm quite new to indoor fires, and so I'm kind of. I didn't ah. realise the amount of maintenance an indoor fire requires. Oh, like I'm used small, to the outdoor. You need a small spade. Chuck it in a, chuck it in a pit, and everything just kind of looks yeah. after itself. It's like, yeah, good, done. Whereas this inside thing is, oh man, I've got to rotate these logs around, make sure that it's facing the right way. If they're facing yeah. inside, I'm not getting any heat out. It's just it's a you lot need of your flue flue open for a little while till it gets hot enough. Then you need to dye it down. Otherwise, you're going to get through your wood too fast. Yeah, we've got pretty good wood, but it's just that like it's it's burning inwards. It's not burning out. So you've got to constantly yeah. be turning that yes. that stuff. And then like you better go in the stack or the pyramid and. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a whole lot of there's a bit of a science to it, I think. This is an episode, really. We need to go. I know. I haven't even got episode. to my questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have a fire nor a fire pit in on mm. my resi- in my residence. Yeah. It's um. Are you, are you getting one installed in your ensuite? <laughs> that's how we're boiling the water. Was that one that's of the design yeah, features? The bath, just, that's right. just under a, a, a tub. The, um, I thought you were starting style. a poem then, we go. <laughs> I don't have a fire or a fire pit. I just have a place where at four o'clock I shit. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> well, that works. This is the Getting to Know the Pants panel episode, so I'm going to go around very quickly, if you could, remind everyone about your parental parental situations, so 
uh, how many kids you got and their ages, and maybe even a one-word description of how what you think your parenting style is. How about that? Um, Rich. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I've got the, the two little sprogs. I've got a, a five-year-old daughter and a three-year-old son. A description of my parenting style in one word. I'm going to say hmm. three-quarter arsed parenting would probably be my how I'm there. I put in enough effort to keep everyone happy, but not so much that I turn insane. Like, I'm not someone of those. Definitely not a helicopter parent or yeah. someone who spends hours of their That's time. That's fine. It's still a sizable slice of arse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I'm putting, I'm putting a lot of arse yeah. into it. But, you know, if I really, like, you know, I, some people, like, you see what they do for kids' parties and, you know, the Saturday afternoon is, like, they, they'll they go whole hog and we'll occasionally get, <laughs> get that stuff going on. But, um, yeah, generally it's kind of yeah. let the children play and I'll join in with them. Can I just say something out. about kids' parties? What? Yeah. Like, if, you, if you're bothering with a kids' party before, say, the age of four or five... You're just doing it to show off something yourself. Kids don't remember that shit. They don't understand what's going on. Oh, can you please have this conversation with my wife, please? <laughs> or could you could you go back in time? Just go back in time, get the DeLorean, go back to 2015 and say if that you, to Tony. If, and if you want to get say, together with... Why? If you why? want to get together with people you know, fine. But st- don't pretend it. it's because the kid wants the kid. a big party. And the kid just wants... They just if they've got some sugar to shove in their face, that's all they care about. You can just buy a bloody twelve pack of caramello koalas and be done with it. Ooh. Um, a fun cake. Sounds good. That's all they care about. Fun cakes. That's where that's where probably ninety percent of my parenting come in is caking. All right. <laughs> all right. I, I I'm the one who's I, like I've got to, I'm the one who's starting these tangents off now. I've got to rope rope mm. myself. Matt. Children and style. Yes, I've I, I've got uh, two girls. They are uh, 12 and 9. Style is, I don't know, let's say an open door policy of parenting. Okay. Uh, that that means if they need me, yep. I'm available. <laughs> toilet? To- toilet, sure. <laughs> yeah. For my youngest, definitely. Oldest, no. But my yeah. youngest, she's happy to have a chat to me while I'm on yeah. the toilet. Presumably that stops at some point when children decide that you're yeah. on the toilet, that whatever yeah, the when- conversation is can't wait a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Ben. How many kids have I got? I have four kids. Uh, I have a 19-year-old. Uh, I have a 12-year-old. I have a 9-year-old. And I have a 5-year-old. It's got to remember. Mm. Don't ask me their names. Um <laughs> My parenting style is loose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. It's pretty loose. Like I'm, I would, like I, I would let them, I'd let them do most things. I mean, in in regards to, I don't know, eating chocolate on a Sunday morning for breakfast, I'm probably going to draw the line there. But there's, <laughs> I'm not. I don't feel like I'm too harsh a parent. Like we do a lot of stuff with the kids. We get we you know they get to go out and play and do whatever the hell they want with the crazy street, uh, and we very rarely say no. 
to much to much things to many yeah. things much things fucking hell. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, so pretty. <laughs> my parenting style is pretty loose, um, but yeah, I think there's definitely a little bit of um, half assery about it. Does that infer that the um, the other half has to take a more authoritarian mm. role, or oh, is that is question. that would you say that's your combined? Both of you have a very similar view in that regard. Well, funnily enough, I remember speaking to one Mr. Matthew Barry a couple of years ago about parenting styles and the rhythm that you get into as a parent. And I think that Linz and I are pretty much in that rhythm now where so say it's it's six thirty and every like the house is in, you know, shambles trying to get dinners cooked and blah blah blah. One of us will take the steering wheel in regards to the children and the other will take the steering wheel in regards to everything external to getting them organised. And mm. we we yes. then know who is who is taking the higher ground. So we've always got an ear out to sort of, you know, maybe come in and pull the other one away when they've, you know, when they've got one of the children in an arm bar and, um, <laughs> you know, we've just thrown one of them outside. Um, we've told one of them that they can't have dessert for dinner. That tends to be my go-to like i go from being the lovely okay. you know oh, nothing really worries me parent to well that's it you're not having an ipad for the rest of your life and don't ever think about dessert again so um, <laughs> right uh, yeah yeah we're with you there i'm sure I, I think everyone makes and i think that's probably one of the biggest lessons as a parent and as a teacher is don't don't cash checks that you no, yeah, don't, don't write, write checks, checks your butt can't cash <laughs> your half arsery right. can't cash that's probably the the number one thing you always take a second think about what you're going to say and so, and sometimes sometimes it helps like what you're saying there sometimes it it's strategic right it's uh i, I always look at it as like it's oh you know i'll do i'll cook or i'll do the you know look after the house mm. stuff is like a cosmetic way to deal with parenting so it looks like i'm you know helping out but i'm not I'm just you know, taking I'm a moment. Secluded myself, yeah. I'm secluding myself by cooking. You can't disturb me because yep. I'm cooking. And if you, yep. if I, I am dragged away from this, then the cooking burns. So I have to stay here. <laughs> and so yep. you sort of build like a little sh- like exactly. a shell around yourself in the sense of like I'm doing yeah. this important for the duty. This is yeah, for, for the, the family. family. I'm not doing this because yeah. I want to. This is no. for the family. So it's you so have I've to deal with the children. My headphones in. I'm sitting there, standing there, yeah. quite comfortably doing something I yes. quite enjoy. Yeah. Now, Stu, before you yes. before you tell us about yourself, <laughs> that wasn't part of the deal. Oh, the, um, <laughs> letting children join in for cooking dinner. Oh, letting the kids now, join in. Uh, I've started doing that, and it's been pretty good. Yep. The joy is when they hit high school and they, you know, do cooking yep. class, and then they come home and they're like, oh, can I make pancakes for breakfast on the weekend? Yeah, sure. Have at it. They start getting interested in the cooking side of it. Yeah, yep. get in there. It's mainly only cakes or sweet stuff. If they're, if that there's a chance they can get involved in that, they're happy to. Otherwise, I can get stuffed. All right, so some, some questions to get to know you. And just quickly before I do, guys, are you, out of interest, have any of your partners, wives, listened to this podcast? I don't think no, she even no. knows I'm doing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So no no relationships uh, affected at all at this point by, Not you yet. know, talking about them farting or anything else like that? No? Not okay. Yet. Very good. So just on dadness, was there a moment when you knew you wanted to be a dad? 
Was there a moment you can remember? I remember when my daughter was born and I... That's when you wanted f- to be a dad? Well, no, no, no. I, <laughs> yeah, no, I, remember, be like, I remember being absolutely petrified, right? Because this was, it was a situation that I had not planned. Um, and then when first daughter. she was born, yeah, first, first daughter, um, and I absolutely lost my mind. Uh, I, I don't think I've cried that hard in a long time. Mm. Just with, like, just out of sort of relief and joy and and then sort of that was the moment in my life where I just kind of went, oh, okay, cool. Now I'm a dad. That's mm. pretty cool. And there was a bit of a line in the sand there. So that was that was the, probably the moment in my life that had the most dadness about it. Awesome. Yeah, I, I um, I was, I, I don't know. I, as a kid, I was very sort of traditionalist. I, I, I thought it would be nice to have a job and uh, have a wife and have kids. So even mm. from a fairly early age, I just thought that would be nice to like come home to some kids who maybe didn't acknowledge me when I walked in the door. But either way, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm probably very similar to Maddie. I think I kind of went through that. And not to disparage anyone who chooses not to have kids, absolutely, but I just always felt it was kind of my reason. Like, you know, there's got to be something to this crazy old thing called life. And I think Mm -hmm. that kids have always kind of been that thing that I've seen as providing that purpose. It's a bit of – it's that continuity of existence. So that's Mm -hmm. always been – from a very – as you say, a very early age, that's always been my kind of wanting to be a dad. And then I suppose you go through – different states of fluctuation as you go through your 20s you kind of like yeah no way that's going to happen and then it kind of yeah (laughs) comes back and and around again and yeah i think i uh, oddly i rather than having a moment where i thought i want to be a dad i had a bit of a reverse moment where the the thought struck me that i might not ever be a dad and i was scared by that yeah um I yeah, I just gotten out of a particularly shitty relationship, and um, yeah, the thought struck me at one point. Well, what if I never meet anyone and have a family with them? And that yeah, made me made me worried. I hadn't really been that worried about it before that relationship. How, so. how old were you reckon when you reckon you got to that? Ah, point? see, yeah, turning thirty. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, because it was a yardstick kind mm. of time. Yeah. That probably yeah. obviously helped. I think also it helped, like, you know, in all seriousness, it helped that Wigo had a kid early and I got to, I was living in Newcastle or I lived in Newcastle for a couple of months when your daughter was, I don't know, nine months old. And that mm. was very nice to see. Like, oh, okay. Like, it looks challenging, but it's not. I think when you're younger, you think, "Oh, having a kid is just like your life's over. Like you can't be yourself. You're now a parent, therefore everything yeah. be beyond that is completely different." And I saw that Wigo was like, "Oh, yeah, he's still Wigo, and he's got a kid, and he's pretty happy with that." Yeah, but I think there is also a flip side to that. That happens. That like I think that's <laughs> Wigo might be even be one of the. Uh, and I mean this in the nicest possible way, someone who's not going to be affected by much going on around him. Like, you know, you always have that mentality. And as I say, I absolutely mean that as a compliment. But I don't think, I, I do know a lot of people who have changed significantly after 
the kids come along and everything shuts down and yeah yeah i think even myself mm. to a certain degree like you know it, it does you do become very myopic almost in your in what's going on like everything comes through that filter of oh but i've got the kids oh i've got to worry about this oh i've got to do that hmm yeah i think i think we go certainly did that but i think he was very good at just yeah i have a kid so we ha- we have to manage our lives around this child and uh yeah let's just do that hmm. so i think it was that i think having that grounding very grounded mm. person is that Wiggins. Yes. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's, that's a, what a lovely thing. Let me ask you a couple of quick questions there, um, mm. and be honest and, and relatively quick. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you remember what present I gave you when your daughter was born. Look, Stu, I no, no, I do not. Okay. <laughs> So it's unlikely that you would have cracked it open when she turned 18 like I I intended when I bought it. <laughs> um, yeah, I be honest, it was a bottle of red wine and the hope was that you would cellar it <laughs> and crack it open. I don't have no idea whether it was actually the sort of wine you can cellar or not, but um, crack it open when she turned 18 and have a glass of red with her. It was a very nice Lindemann's. Um... Yeah, some <laughs> yeah. McGuigan's black label. Yeah. And then I, 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 as soon as I left, I thought, they're going to think that's the stupidest present of all time. So was I right? No. I, like, but, but see, Did okay, you so, neck it immediately? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Okay, oh, you so, can't sell a cask wine, Buckland. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Tropicana does not vintage. <laughs> I, I have had absolutely zero... Um, capacity to appreciate red wine up until the age of about 35. Right. Right? So at no stage did that even become something that I could have appreciated. Like, I appreciated the gesture. Yeah. But at no point did it become a, oh, I don't even, I don't even know what to do with that. You know what I mean? Like, I, it was like, it was probably more challenging for me to sell her that red wine than it was for me to parent my child. Well, yeah. Well, sir, you, you would have had to build a cellar for a start. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I apologise, Buckland. I really no, that's do. Okay. Like, I apologise. Um, it, it was a you know twenty year old's idea of a good present for a newborn I baby. A good, I think that's a good. I think that's a good present. I just think I'm a terrible. So what happened oh, to no, it? Look, uh, I probably yeah. drank it. I was going to say. <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. Just walking down the driveway. It's just yeah. like... Mix it with some Coke and... Oh, I did a drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I probably put it in the fridge. Yeah. Red wine. Yeah. yeah. With some ice. All right. What do you think are your dad's strengths, fellas? I, I think... I think... Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I like be like I said the open door policy is that's my strength is I, I like to talk to my kids about anything and everything whatever's on their mind no shame no judgment I mean there's judgment but you know no no outward judgment <laughs> no outward judgment <laughs> um, so they're comfortable talking to me about anything how they're feeling and so they they don't keep things uh, bottled up okay anyone else dad strengths. My kids know that I love them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like they know 
they know that. It's probably not something that kids from other generations no. <laughs> had much of, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think even and a lot I think, of kids um, around today, yeah. like you know, I think that we're very fortunate. We live in a very, and I have the pleasure of dealing with a lot of kids from a lot of different backgrounds. And you just, you don't. I don't think that us as like you know, and we are, whether we like it or not, very middle class and very you know sheltered to a certain degree. Like you know, what a lot of other mm-hmm. families and stuff go through. So mm-hmm. yeah, there is a bit of. I think that all you can do, and I completely agree with what Wigan's saying. Like you know, just give them that love and support. Can you think of a time when you sat back and said, I parented the shit out of that situation? Does one leap immediately to mind? I oh, know I didn't pre-prep you for these. Um, I think just uh, I, I picked my daughter up from school one day, my eldest, she can be emotional, and she had a, was really upset. And uh, rather than drive home, I drove to the top of like this... The, the steps that are, have a really good lookout and the mountains and we just sat there and she told me what was bugging her and she cried and she cried and I didn't say anything and then we eventually got back in the car and drove home. Oh, that's good. Awesome. That's really good. Hmm. I hate to say it through like the lens of other people but you know having people come and looking after our kids, especially people we don't know because we're um, away from the rest of our family, we've had like friends through my work and stuff come and look after the kids and say how much they've enjoyed hanging out mm. with their kids like our kids are fun to hang out with they say and i think that's a nice compliment i know it's not necessarily saying that you've parented the shit out of a moment but i think that's yeah. a no, nice eh? thing to but that's a moment when you felt like that though. well that's anything yeah. oh yeah well, we actually kind of for all the ups and downs like you know it's nice to know mm. that they're, they're nice they're fun people to hang around and i think that's a yeah that's a yeah quality. we get that a bit too and we kind of because puts in perspective you know when you're feeling frustrated with your kids um someone else could see them and go oh geez you know <laughs> i'd like uh you know rather be dealing with that situation than my situation or whatever so yeah mm. all right uh do you admit when you're wrong enough to your kids yep all the time yes <laughs> yeah like, yeah i think so yeah I, yeah. Oh damn it! Yeah. <laughs> I really stuffed up. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have. I, I overreacted. There is my big thing at the moment because end of term and just fried brain and stuff like that, and quick on the trigger. So I think, yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, getting getting yeah. good at apologising without the, you know, like yeah, but you know, like I acted this yeah. way because you were doing this. No. Yeah. yeah, getting good at just saying, yep, you know, I I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, it took me a while to realise that it's good parenting to do that rather than <laughs> rather yeah. than make them then say I'm the parent they need to think I'm infallible. Kind yeah, of thing. no, so, I think that's yeah. I, I also I also think it's good to explain like if they've done something that really annoyed you or really upset you or whatever to to not guilt them, not go I not. I don't know. Not give them silent treatment, but to actually go, this is you have you have no idea like of my perspective. I will try and explain it to you. I think that comes a bit from teaching as well as just chipping away at, at getting kids to see from another person's perspective is really important. But just to be able to say, yeah, but this is what you were doing, and this is what I was doing, and this is what you're. Acting actions lead to but sometimes you're like oh yeah no i, sh- I shouted at you because i was yeah. 
just losing my mind over 15 different things and you got the yeah. barrels. Yeah, you copped the timing. I, yeah. Outside the participants of this podcast, do you talk about parenting with any other guys? Hmm. Yeah, like we, we've got, uh, we have a group of people in our street. Uh, we have 14 children in the street, so we've got a lot of parents. And it's really interesting to get the perspectives of, because there's a whole heap of different age ranges. Like we've got, you know, obviously Jazz doesn't live with us, but she's 19 and hangs out with the street when she's here, down to Rosie, who's the youngest at five. And so I bookend the street's children <laughs> with my oldest and youngest, which is uh, a scary thought. Um, but it's interesting to see the different types of parenting that go on there, like outside of and, and just discussing stuff with them. Like one of the phrases that we use in the street is is the phrase life lesson, you know, and it's just when stupid shit happens to your kid and, you know, like they might lose a shoe or they forgot to bring a bloody soccer glove home or, a, you know, or something like that happens and they are just filthy. You know, they're crying, yeah. they're carrying on, something ridiculous and we just all look at each other and go, life lesson, and then we all just move on. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that's the... I think so. It's interesting yeah. to see yeah, how other parents do it. Sometimes I think that's really. I think that's a really interesting part. I think there's a fair, probably a fair call to say within our generation, and as you say, you've got a fair range of age of kids within yourself. Within that kind of Gen Xy type thing, that going to the playground, there's not a lot of yelling going on from parents. Like there's not a lot of anger or like I remember as a kid going to playgrounds and going to the shopping yeah. centre and seeing kids getting the mm-hmm. shit beaten out of them by like you know they'd be yeah. getting smacked on the way out the door and why oh, you don't have like you know even if a kid's yeah. having a tantrum and stuff there does seem to be a bit of a there might be a bit of a nod of solidarity you know George might be climbing off the trolley like you know we've had incidents where he's pulled the trolley over and you know God knows what <laughs> he's uh, but the, the, as I say, it's just that nod. Everyone knows what you're going through. I, I think there's a, that bit of shame around, you know, if you can't control your kids, you're a bad parent. That's kind of falling to the wayside a little bit. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Yes. I don't I, I, My eldest and I, we like to, even when, when you're older, there's a move that parents do where they pull their kid into them and say it under their breath so they're not, no one knows, but it's so clearly obvious that someone's <laughs> yeah. getting flogged yeah. like verbally. And I always do that to Violet. I always like, look, come here. And I just, I just grab her arm and I say, would you like a donut? And just because I just love that move. It's such a great move. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I think you're right, Ellis. I, think that, I mean, there's far less of, of, the, of the hitting. It still happens, but there's far less of that. I don't know if it's just being parents yourself, I think. Before you had kids, I don't reckon I ever gave a shit about what other parents are doing. It was always, if that kid's making noise, oh, for God's sake, like I was yeah, judging the parents, up. like <laughs> yeah. always. Yeah. But then as soon as you have a kid, you're like, oh, you know, carry on. St- yeah. Stay strong. Maybe, maybe. Stay strong, and I, parents. And I'm still, I'm still, I still, having said that, I'm still far too worried about what other people think yeah. <laughs> with my kids like in they it's at the moment you know five and three year old going in picking out tiles and things like that is just a nightmare like they're just that's, running that's probably like, literally that's probably... running around and that's just that's that's the moments and tony doesn't give a bugger and so i feel yeah. like i'm the 
the big bad, and that's where I that's probably where I need to get over myself a bit, like you know. But that is probably where like the poorest moments of parenting that I've had have come from. Like I'm, I'm yeah. so embarrassed, and then you're like, yeah. well, but I'm not. I never see those but people why? ever again. Yeah. There's no. Yeah, it yeah. actually had no impact on my day. I just chose no. to lose my shit because I didn't want people I'm never going to see to think I'm a bad parent. And I've taken. That's what it tends to be. Is that you just tend yeah. to take it out on the kids because you were embarrassed that people might have been judging you. Like it's mm. once you get over that, which you never. I don't know if you you can, but it's it's difficult. Yeah, but mm. it's important. Yeah. All right. And lastly, what do you hope your children remember you for? The most. Mm. Bad fashion sense. <sighs> Bad sense of fashion. They've got to get a good story out of it, surely, and I hope to fulfil those over the years to come. Is my is my big aim is to give them some truly embarrassing moments in yes. the fashion stakes. <laughs> I uh, think, yeah, I think they. I think hopefully they'll see uh, that all the times I embarrass them uh, as much as possible. Uh, especially in front of their friends, eventually will come around and they'll be able to learn how to do that to me. Or, or is it revenge for what has happened running around well, tile centres when they're three years old? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yes, exactly yeah, right. At least be able to look back on it later and appreciate that it was funny, even if they didn't think so at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Yamin. I don't even know how to answer that question. <laughs> Uh, well, okay, what do you... Okay, instead of what do you hope your children remember you for the most, maybe flick it to how do you think they see you currently? What do you mm. think they... What do you think Ooh. they think of you? Today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like 45 S- minutes yeah. ago. Swearing um, at your ensuite. suite. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, look, I... I think that they... They think I'm a, you know, I'm a good parent. Like they think that I, you know, I think Rosie, there's different eyes, you know, yeah, like Rosie thinks that I'm probably the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Because um, I'll sit with her and hold her hand when she goes yeah. to bed. Hmm. She only um, found out about sliced bread last week, though. <laughs> correct. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. I think, I think Harvey, I think Harvey probably resents me a little bit. Yeah. Um, because you're taller than Well, but see, he's got better hair than I do. Yeah. So, oh, so, you know, I resent oh, him a little bit. A bit he does have lovely hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, I haven't bought him a bass guitar yet. So what an asshole. Yeah, I know. Lou just loves everyone. Yeah. So he, um, you know, he. <laughs> I don't think he would ever say anything mean about ever, anyone ever, especially yeah. his parents. All right. He just uh, he just loves everyone. So he loves me the most. No, I think he loves his mum the most. But anyway, I'll be second. Second's good. <laughs> we'll take second as dads. I think most of the yeah. time, as long as there's not third or fourth. Or fifth. Yeah. Well, that's why I don't want to get a dog. Oh, here uh, we that's go. a separate. That's a separate. No, no, no. Episode. We're not starting this now. <laughs> We're not starting this now. We will. There's plenty of time, fellas. We can do this podcast for as long as we want. We can go years with this if we want. <laughs> yeah. It's all We can good. just keep moving it around the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I reckon we've learned plenty about you, fellas, and, you know, 
I think people are going to like what they learn. And I think people are going to respect your opinions if they didn't before because you are our experts and we look forward to hearing many more pearls of wisdom from you. Thank you so much, fellas. Oh, you're welcome. Mm, thanks, you. Absolutely. Um, any, what, you got a dad joke before we leave? Just out of interest? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no one, I, put it, I put it on the run sheet. No one came up with a dad joke. Not much for one. I'm not one for dad jokes. Okay. All right. Let's look one up now. My daughter's a yeah. I should. I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll get her involved next week because she's. She loves the. Oh, I've, I've had. I've Isn't actually had a crack. A couple of crackers this week. I'll start writing them down straight away. Uh, hmm. Tony just groans. Kids think they're hilarious at the moment. More like groaning. Well, well, Still well, Tony. All right. Yeah. Oh, there we what go. About, That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about like my like a proud dad moment is when you see your kids make a joke in their head in real time. We were eating trifle, and my daughter. I, I saw it. I saw her eyes flicker, and I saw her just saying trifle, 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 trifle. Uh, oh, uh, um, what? What's a delicious building? And I was like, "What?" She's like, "What's a delicious building?" I was like, "I don't know." And she was like, "The Trifle the Tower." Trifle Tower. And I was like, "Well yes. done! Uh, I not, saw oh, you working good. on that in that's real time. <laughs> that is a proud dad moment." Yeah. <laughs> All right. What about here? We go. This will do it. My wife said I should do lunges to stay in shape. That would be a big step forward. Oh. Yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you follow Will Smith in the snow? Fresh Prince. You follow the Fresh Prince. Oh, yeah. Outstanding. I'm um I'm tucking my polo in a little bit deeper <laughs> because of that joke. Make me feel more daddish. <laughs> nice. Um, no, not doing no. that. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks, gentlemen. <laughs> Started to annoy myself looking at those. Um, Thanks once again and farewell till next week. Join the socials, talk to us, Facebook group. Somebody say something in there. Jesus Christ. Where's Nathan Ellis? He's not a dad. He's He's not a dad. Doesn't matter. Questions. Finally, Nathan Ellis is over on What's the Go talking, like hitting my DMs up there. He loves the What's the Go.